Welcome to today's episode of We Were Just Thinking. I'm Shaylin. And I'm Elena. And hopefully by now you know what we're here for. But those of you just joining us for the first of hopefully many times to come, we're here to rant, be better, tell you what we're into, think, show gratitude, and send you off with a thought to ponder. Welcome to episode 12. Cool stats if you're into that sort of thing like me again. Um, I said this last time, I think. Refer to the anchor for listening demos. Um, so thanks for listening um, wherever you found us, and we're glad to have you. And when I say anchor demos, you can listen to a snippet of the podcast uh, before you actually have to listen to the whole thing. Um, and I thought it was so cool that we have a few listeners in a bunch of different countries, and who knows what that means, but I thought that was cool when I yeah. saw that. Um, so we have a lot of returning listeners, which is awesome, so keep it up. Thanks for coming back. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, so my rant is, if you're on Instagram, you probably have seen it by now, but, um, Squirmy and Grubs, um, is Hannah and Shane. Um, they are an enabled couple and someone posted a rude Instagram, um, <gasps> issue about them of how there's no way that she could really love him because he was disabled and she was really his caretaker instead of his partner in life. And, um, it, it was very rude and also just really ignorant. And I thought, I mean, I'm sure, and they've even addressed this before, like people do notice that, you know, not everyone is capable of that kind of unconditional love, you know, and I, and I see that too. I just feel like I don't understand why people think that their opinion is so important. And I certainly don't understand why they felt that it was warranted to post on Instagram. Um, when, you know, they've been together for years They've moved together. They, you know, she finished college while they were together. They just recently got engaged. Like, they've been very transparent about their life on their YouTube channel, um, which is Squirmy and Grubs also. Um, and it's it's just so strange to me that people think that they have an opinion that's that important, I guess. And, and to share that negativity with the whole world that's going to see it, it's almost like people do that deliberately like an exhibitionist yeah kind of. like you're purposely trying to be a rude and yeah kind of start like these instagram stupid debates and um yeah it's just kind of weird and i think that kind of leads into your instagram spam but it, it's just rude and i don't understand why i feel like you can almost click on every thread and if it's not someone talking about there's a typo in this or you know like I don't think you're that skinny or, you know, whatever it is, there's always these negative people that are just so toxic. And it's strange to me how we associate so much worth with our followship always. I don't know. Following, I guess. I like to create these <laughs> words every time. I like your words better than the regular ones. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like if you're going to follow something that it's because you're interested in it and you care about it. So why would your motive be to go on and, you know, bash it? It, it just seems I don't know. so I think stupid. people enjoy that, though. I've, I've definitely heard of a culture of, like, I don't know, like, trash talking is, like, fun. Which I don't feel that way, and I don't totally get that, but I've definitely seen that enough to know that people find some kind of pleasure in that, though I don't totally understand why or what. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to be 
negative just like anybody else when I'm in a grouch mood. Yeah. I just don't take it to the interwebs, you know? Well, like, yeah, posting it publicly. Like, I'll text you a, <laughs> a rant, you know, or something. Like, I think sometimes people think they're, like, badass, though. Like, I'm being a badass. Let me tell you what I think, you know? I know, and see, I feel like I go on to be, like, a peacemaker, so the other day I posted, I don't remember even what it was on, but I posted, I was like, oh man, these comments are so negative. And I, I said, I, just, <laughs> I wonder why everyone is doing this. And I said, I feel like negativity feeds more negativity mm-hmm. because, you know, one person will say something and then that negative person will get like 131 replies. Oh yeah. I know, right? This is stupid. And if or somebody whatever. says something nice, do they get 131 replies? No. No. And that's the thing, like... And we'll talk about this later, but I've been following a lot of, like, debt-free journeys and things like that. And it's weird. Like, these people are being so transparent about their life. Whether you agree with it or not has no bearing on it. It's still going to exist even if you never look at it again. Yeah. And, you know, they're putting, we still owe 40000 and but we've paid off 54000 or, you know, like, all these amazing statistics in an amazing amount of time. And it's so interesting to me that, um... Haters... That's what yeah. is a thing. And, and people, it's so strange to me because they'll say, dang, how'd you get in that much debt? I don't have any debt. Or like all this stupid stuff. And I'm like, okay, but if you don't have any debt, why are you following debt-free journeys? Like, <laughs> I just don't understand. It's totally like, I think it's like people uh, think they're going to be impressive and they don't realize they're making themselves sound like idiots. Which goes on to my Instagram spam rant because... Yeah people send all this stuff that's supposed to be advertisements like it's going to be attractive and i get all these like um are they messages or like the sponsored ads both. thing oh yeah so sponsored ads or like sometimes people will follow me that have these accounts that are just like ad after ad after it's not really content yeah and sometimes i'll get messages from like these female models you know like and it's like we love your blog we love your podcast we should do a collaboration like i'm pretty sure we don't have a lot in common but (laughs) exactly like spam is so ineffective like why is it a thing i mean it must be effective or it wouldn't be a thing but it just is not for us (laughs) but you know i even see i scroll over those sponsored things and when they ask us if we want to do a sponsored ad i'm like no like that's just a a cinder upper <laughs> like nobody looks at that but i will say i have been tempted twice and even purchased items and they were huge mistakes one came from china and it was like a 400 day ordeal with paypal to get it sorted out holy, holy. that's those um silicone bags i gave you because they oh, they I ended up denying the claim and then also i ordered these bras that were like I mean, I should have known, but they were wire-free, which I thought, okay, that's right up my alley. And then they're supposed to, like, boost this and tuck that and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I wish you could have seen that pantomime, ladies and gentlemen. And I, <laughs> I was, you know, pushing them in and pulling them up. But yeah, I was just like, why did I buy this? Like, and I still wear the bras mm-hmm. <laughs> because I have to because I bought them and that's how my mind works. But it was just like, did I get suckered into this spam? Until and you I guess I did. The obligation. Well, that's the thing. Like, there's advertising and then there's spam. That's true. There is a difference between them. And sometimes you can't tell. But I mean, like the explicitly obvious spam. Like, yeah. <laughs> what goal does that meet for you? Like, did you win ten dollars? Or like, when you we know? get those messages that say things like, "Hey, you're gorgeous." 
Ever well, random dudes. Yeah, like, or girls. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, or it'll say something about the content, and I think, check out my stuff. I think we have a lot in common, and I will go check because I'm totally open to collabs. And by the way, we have a cool collab coming soon, we think, so can't share too much about that right now, but we're super excited. Yes. And um, I thought it was interesting that I go and check out their stuff because if it is a cool collaboration, then I'm all about it. Like, we're trying to mm -hmm. grow. They're trying to grow. It's mm -hmm. an awesome opportunity. But it's nothing that we're about at all. <laughs> just like, I want to message them and say, okay, I think I missed something. You know, what is it that you think that we might be able to collaborate about or something? <laughs> but then I think, why well, get the ball rolling? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, there's so many types of spam. Who knows? I'm sure we all fall for it a lot. But <laughs> Yeah, I just can't imagine being a purveyor of spam. Like, how does that feel I know. to, like... <laughs> pass it out <laughs> anyway right do it better do it better okay I am doing it better I'm on a debt-free journey of my own in hindsight these student loans were a huge mistake <laughs> oh gosh. but I don't know if everyone knows my story or if it even matters but my undergraduate degrees are in something else so when I decided that I wanted to be well I actually never decided I wanted to be a teacher I was on the road to law school and I got an opportunity for a free masters if you will and I had a three-year work agreement where I had to work three years to I guess fulfill the money that they had paid and it was really just a certification not the whole master so I was gonna have about six classes that I had to pay for myself and I thought this was an awesome opportunity because in law school I wanted to be an advocate for people with disabilities anyway and that was what I was pursuing um, my law degree in and then anyway so Love happened. Two years in, I moved away, and then I had to pay like $43,000 back. So I have a ton of student loan debt that I'm trying to knock out, but I, for, for, for whatever reason, even though I feel like I've been serious for a few years, I feel like super focused this year. And my friend gave me this cute little debt-free journey book for my birthday so oh, I love um, that. it's from Erin Condren but um, oh I love those and she's using it too my friend's using it too so I think that I don't know if that just like got me in the mood or what but I just feel like that's going to be really motivating this year and um so I heard about this thing also that is called like the finance gym so it's kind of like a fitness gym except for finances. And I do completely agree with that. Like financial wisdom and practice is just like academics for the brain. Mm -hmm. Just like weights are for muscles and bones, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a goal to save a certain amount this year while also kicking my student loan in the ass. Like Tell I want to kick it hard. Like Tell it. right in the crack. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love that. And um, I feel like that would be like the most painful place to really get the kick. So. Um, and I just think like when I follow these debt-free journeys, and I even listened to like debt free screams on Dave Ramsey and other things like that, you know, and how awesome would that be? And I feel like it would just feel so freeing and so weightless. And, um, like I said, in hindsight, I would have absolutely fulfilled the work agreement. Um, but I think things happen for a reason, not usually a $43,000 reason, but I, I did move and I don't regret that, but life does throw curveballs and, you know, sometimes you get an opportunity that only comes up once so yeah um I'm on track to get focused on that and cool knock out it won't be a huge chunk that'd be like my whole salary but 
<laughs> it would it's gonna be a huge chunk and I feel like it's gonna feel very freeing Good so for you. my goal is through accountability on this I'll check in periodically to, you know I'll to start asking every week add that to a section yeah only like once you know a quarter or something because that's kind of how I have it planned but yeah I think it'll be this Thing that good. it's gonna feel good we'll my see. my thing for we're into this goes along with that this week is finances i've been following um this company called lvest on instagram and they have a website that just talks about financial literacy and it's for women uh, it's oh. just really uplifting and empowering and it talks about you know the stats about how women approach um finances and things that we really need to change as far as being direct and handling things face forward and negotiating salary and just investing basically the statistics say that men are just more likely to take risks so even if they're not really sure what they're doing they're gonna try it whereas we feel like we have to wait until we know what we're doing right and then another thing they've said is that women don't negotiate as well they just sort of take the first offer and don't ask for what they deserve uh, so yeah it's been really empowering and so- something to check out for sure there's a lot of information on their site it, it reminds me of my body green and that it's yeah. very detailed and there's a lot of options it's just like kind of entertaining as well to me anyway mm-hmm. and then um another thing i'm into this week is a recipe my friend sarah gave me it's called spaghetti squash alfredo it's mm. really basic but so good and i made it recently with um trader joe's alfredo sauce and chicken and some farmer's market green beans and it's delicious so delicious i wanted to touch on your financial thing i i do feel empowered by those things and i agree with those stats about women and I sometimes feel, in our case, like we don't have any negotiation in our field. You know, we can look and see what we're going to retire making. Mm-hmm. And so some of those things don't apply to everyone. True. And, you know, you don't have the ability to negotiate at all. You yeah. know, like you are what you are because you fall at this number at this education for this amount <laughs> then that's, that's just kind of how the chart school. yeah and I I feel like majority of teachers are women so I feel like that statistic could be impacted by how many people are stuck in a you know career level type negotiating job you know yeah yeah so we have to be mindful of that I mean that's it doesn't true. you don't have to settle for that job <laughs> but you you know if you want to stay in this field then you're definitely stuck and I've even you know talked to John about that before that you know I can um look at 25 years or 30 years like there is no raise after like 15 really it's Mm -hmm. so minuscule that you can't even tell and then you go up 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 and then it's like done Mm -hmm. and we retire at what some people go in making (laughs) and other fields and other states you Mm -hmm. know so it's just it's so weird across the country how those things are calculated and determined. That's but. so true. I think it affects me even just in naming, like, because I do a lot of odd jobs and second second jobs and stuff that do require a little bit of, like, naming my worth. Sure. And um, even in one of the schools that we taught in, when you first got there, people were negotiating salaries. Like, it wasn't well, cut and yeah. dry in the beginning. And I definitely did not, you know. And, and I know that some people had the opportunity to negotiate and didn't. And uh, because they assumed that there was none, like what you're just describing, but there was. Well, in hindsight, I didn't negotiate at that job because it was spot on for me. Mm, That makes sense. Which I guess that was good, but yeah, not best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Your we're into this this week is like 
my favorite thing I've heard in a long time. I know. We're this week and we're into this. We want to restore <laughs> the faith in humanity. Yeah. So <clears throat> I would not say I'm a very emotional person. Uh, I am emotional, but not like a crier. I feel the feels, but I don't cry. Outwardly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, You're warm, fuzzy. Though. I cry about. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You're the only she person likes, that says that. Whatever. She likes. I get criticized she, for not being warm and fuzzy in every other part of my life. Because they totally miss it. They don't realize how she is about dogs. Like, well, get her going yeah. on dogs. And, like, Hallmark Channel and, like, <laughs> cutesy romance things. Like, forget it. Warm, fuzzy, definitely. Also, um, she teaches elementary school. Like, how, I mean, I'm sorry, but. Do you even get I, through Okay, the day? maybe I'm not frou-frou. Maybe that's what it's we It's not, like, outwardly. I think it's because of our field. You're comparing yourselves to, like, this saccharine, like, Ugh. thing. You're still a warm fuzzy, or you wouldn't do what you do. You know, <laughs> that's what yeah. I think. Well, I'm gonna tell people that next time. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friend says I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, you should listen to episode twelve where we prove all the reasons that I am. <laughs> um, but I was I like in Staples that. the other day, and I had placed a print order the night before because I don't have a printer at home, and I didn't want to, you know, have a fight at the copy machine at work because. <laughs> I didn't know how that was going to not even worth using it. <laughs> yeah. But thankfully, it's actually been very peaceful. So I'm at a new school this year, and Good. so I didn't really know what that was about. And there's a workroom on every floor, oh, and only hey. two grades share it. So, yeah, I think it's going to be good. So Love far, it. I haven't had any problems with the copier, except people kind of get your papers out of whack, which I don't appreciate, but, you know. Um, the way I'm going to make that better, since it's a complaint, I have a solution. I'm going to um, make mailboxes for the teachers, and that way... You can... At your copier. Yeah. <laughs> um, which now that I think about that, it doesn't say the name. So maybe I'll just do a, like a done I, thing. I, I put one of those black file things up and it was like printer lost and found. These will be recycled on right. Friday at 3.30. And I like anything I found, that was I just put it in a separate thing, whatever yeah. the copy was. So I'm going to come up with some sort of organizational system for that because that's my jam. But... I got to Staples and my print job was not ready. And he's like, he was not in a hurry at all, which kind of like upped my blood pressure. And I said, well, you know, I put this in yesterday at three o'clock. It was said it was going to be ready at eight. I came at eight 30 because I know they open at eight. So I don't like to like, you know, get there right then and be like, where is it? Well, obviously they haven't even been there yet. And I know they have a queue and all this crap, but I was like, okay, well, you know, if I hang around for a few minutes, will it be ready? Aren't and they he open said, until like 10 p.m. though, or nine or something. But I don't think that station is that section oh, is. Okay. Plus, I had I reminded myself like they have walk-ins, they have express business orders, they have you know, it's not just what's coming through that queue. And I wanted to be respectful of that. So I said, okay, if I hang around for a few minutes, you know, will it be ready? And he's like, yeah, I'll get it done. I was like, okay, thanks. Well, 30 more minutes went by. Mind you, I'm just dancing around in Staples. Like I'm not spending money because. I thought, you know, as as nice as the stuff at Staples is, it's expensive if you're on a teacher's budget. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I did see a few things on sale, so I just started looking around, and then I thought, okay, well, hold on. I was wrong. These supply boxes are actually the same price they would be, you know, anywhere else on or on Amazon. They're mm-hmm. actually cheaper than the dollar store because, you know, the dollar store is every, a dollar for the one. It's going break for Right. And they're 50, they were 50 cents for these supply boxes, and the folders were on sale for, like, 89 cents, and... You know, they had the bras and they were like plastic. Little and, stuff, yeah, yeah, little stuff that adds up. But I was when like, you're okay. you're buying 22 of them. Yeah. I can afford to, you know, get these five things or whatever. Well, 
I was digging in these boxes because my teacher brain wanted everything to be the same color. I like to have clear toolboxes because I want to know if they're putting junk in them. Like, I don't want to see a Twix wrapper in there, you know. (laughs) And um, Peeled off. (laughs) Yeah. So this is for a math toolkit. And I was digging through and I wanted clear. And this lady came by and she, like, put her hand on my back and she's like, you must be a teacher. And she was, like, not mocking like she was just joking around I was like yeah can you tell digging through all the boxes for the same color and her daughter was like oh my gosh and I thought her daughter was like 25 but later on I found out she was in high school but um anyway she she said you know I just don't feel like teachers should have to spend their own money on this stuff and she said I want you to pick whatever you want and put it in my cart and I want to buy it for you today and I just literally froze like I and of course at that point you you're faced with like I could really go nuts in here or (laughs) or like keep it simple keep it simple because I'm so appreciative you know Mm -hmm. and I said well honestly the main things that I needed today are these toolboxes some homework folders and um some masking tape and like a white sharpie and so it wasn't a ton of stuff I think overall it was like 35 Mm dollars but it was just the thought and the offer was so kind. I've already and heard I just the story and I still believe like, it. Oh, like I'm I know. Tearing up a little. Yeah. And I felt like I had won like whatever that publisher's clearinghouse because I was just like, no, 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 like you don't have to do that, you know, like because it wasn't her job to buy all those things either, you know, like she was buying Very her own kind. child's school supplies. But she said, yeah, I want to do it. She's like, this is, it's just crazy that you guys have to do this. And it's crazy that in a town we live in that's so expensive that, you know, people aren't taking care of what their children need for school. And I, I know that I, I teach in an area of a lot of need. And I know that this family was obviously not in need. And I just thought it was so nice to, um, she did it not from judgment. You know what I mean? She didn't say, it's crazy that these people don't take care of their kids, so I'll buy it kind of thing. She wasn't trying to be like murder about it. She was really just doing it out of the kindness of her heart. Mm-hmm. And she she even gave me the receipt, which I thought was so crazy. She was like, and I want you to keep the receipt in case any of this stuff doesn't work, okay? And I just thought, lady, you are out of this world crazy. And it's just one of those weird things that, like, I don't know her name. I'll, I don't know if I'll ever see her again. But it was just so nice. That's so uplifting. And I, I felt like, okay... Faith in humanity restored. And it was also kind of a behavior check for me because I was literally ready to get on the counter at the print station and jump around because I was like, I put this in forever ago and now I've been here an hour waiting for you to do it. It was laminate. It was printing and laminating three pages. Like Mm -hmm. there is no reason that this wasn't done. Mind you printing at home or I'm sorry, laminating at home is so much cheaper. Those pouches are so much cheaper than getting it done there. I paid like seven fifty for that there. And I, when I use pouches at home, a hundred pouches are $11. I know. And my laminator was like 20 bucks on Amazon. I know. But I didn't have colored printer and at school, I don't have access to a colored printer except for when I give something to someone and ask them to print it. So I felt like these were those stop signs that say stop what you're doing and make a better choice. So I definitely wanted those. (laughs) I wanted those ready for day one. Yes. So anyway, yeah, it was just totally That story just made my mind. Restoring. Yeah. And and I every I hope that every time I think about those folders, 
that I think about that act of kindness. And I told her I will definitely pay it forward. I have before, you know, with like newer teachers. I've yes. been seeing some new teachers on YouTube. And I always think it's so nice because even on YouTube, like the followers of these people on YouTube, they don't know each other personally, but they'll do like an unboxing or a mail haul, you know, and all of these strangers around the world have sent you like school supplies you need or classroom oh, no. supplies and things like that. And I think that would Love be it. so awesome. Every time I go spend 20 bucks, you know, the eight times a year I do that, like it adds up. Yes. And I think, man, I wish someone would give me like a lamp, <laughs> like, or, you know, like these things. And then, you know, it finally happened to me and it was just really special and I'm very appreciative of that. So yeah, I love it. If you are the nice lady from Staples and the daughter that is nice from Staples, then I appreciate you. And I am so thankful that you were willing to be kind that day. <laughs> yes. I love that. All right, well, we were just thinking this week. Is we're taking a sad turn totally now. Totally different track. I apologize. <laughs> uh, that was a good effort to get prepared for it. Um, so I'm talking about handling rejection this week. I've been searching for career options lately. Good um, ones. Yes, I'm, I'm between, you know, career-type jobs, let's say. I have hourly work, and it's not that I don't appreciate those things and I don't enjoy it, but I'm looking for a career, and I'm... You know, I'm not sure if I want to stay in teaching. I'm still applying and interviewing for teaching jobs. But at this point, I've experienced a lot of, honestly, negative feedback that was not constructive. Um, I value constructive feedback. I want to learn. I want to grow. But a lot of the feedback I've received has honestly just been kind of um, destructive and really not thoughtful or careful or, you know, supportive. And it's not meaningful because no, it's not it's direct. Well, it, well, it's hurtful. <laughs> yeah. And I've learned a lot lately about how this can take a toll on a person and sort of lead me astray. Uh, I've been working to see rejection as pointing me to something better for me. Um, but I can't lie. The feelings are a challenge. And I've been wondering what the healthiest way to process this is. And if anyone knows of any resources for this, please send them my way. I listened to an episode of Career Warriors podcast recently called Listen to This When You Feel Rejected. Perfect title. <laughs> yeah. And that it was, led you to that. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely good to hear. I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with every single, every single philosophy he said, but I really needed to hear what he said, uh, speaking to the fact that a lot of rejection or even perceptions of you come from a place that have very little actual information about you. So, like, for instance... Uh, that speaks directly to education. Yes. They come in your classroom for not even 10 minutes and pick apart your whole teaching career with these really thorough standards and really don't give you an opportunity to address them thoroughly. But also, people do that. I mean, when you're applying for jobs and you send a resume, they might not even read the whole thing. They might not even click it open and say no to you. So, you yeah. know, you can't take that personally when people don't know anything about you is what he was addressing and I really liked that about what he said but also you know um seeing it as you know narrowing your path and narrowing your options can lead you forward but I will say it's a challenge and I've just been thinking a lot about uh handling it and you know opening up the conversation about maybe being there for people who been through this a lot in the past and I have a friend recently that I reached out to that I knew had gone through a similar thing and they were very kind and I don't think I would have known how to be supportive if I weren't going through this time learned a lot that's for sure yeah and again that's 
our field is so unique in that way. Like you get observed, you know, 10, 15 minutes or even an hour out of 185 days, you know, of all day with these same children in elementary school. And like, they're looking for these tedious things of each lesson. And, you know, when you're late or they're late, you know, they come in and kind of sit in the back, whatever you, you're going to miss things. And you're also rarely solely engaged. Like I see them on their phones or checking their email or whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. uh, this is important to me, you Mm -hmm. know, for me and for my career. Yeah. And I don't know if it is or not, but um, I just feel like the respect piece is sometimes missing there too. And also, you know, like I can't show you everything in one observation. Well, and something that's been really a challenge for me is knowing that I did do some of those things while a person was in the room. Mm -hmm. And because they weren't engaged, they missed it. Yeah. And then to turn around and just rail on me, it's like, how do you handle that? Like, how do you sleep at night? Respectfully, <laughs> though. Like, I know, that's yeah. a person in authority who probably has taught before and does know, and they're still doing that. It's like, or even, you know, they hear something. I think a lot of times it's gossip. Like, people say stuff or get a perception that's just not based on information. It's based on emotional, like, yeah, sometimes it does feel really personal instead of professional. Yes. And it's strange to me because I think, why do you even care about what I, like, personal? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why? You don't know me enough to want to personally attack me. I like, know. That's well, the part that's bizarre to me. Yes, and I think I've been through um, something really meaningful even since I did my show notes on this. So the VIP kid process is like super specific Mm -hmm. and their feedback is so professional and so clear. And even when I've failed pieces of the process, I like don't feel sad about it because they were so professional. They're clearly using a rubric. They clearly understand the instrument that they're using to grade me with. And they know how to very clearly instruct and give examples of what they want to see. So I have no problem because I'm like, Oh, that's what you want. Okay, cool. Whereas I feel like these teaching instruments that we've, honestly, I have not, this is pretty personal because, I mean, people know where I've worked, but I have never been um, reviewed in a professional, thorough way. It's always been like, they have to check this box off. And I'm not blaming, you know, the person doing it. I'm sure it's a systematic thing, but I've always experienced it where it's like, they're just trying to check this box off and get this done. And it's really, there's very little investment in it. And for it to affect my whole career, it's it, it that's hard. Yeah, it's really hard. And it's it's crazy to have seen this VIP kid process because their constructive feedback. I don't even feel bad when I, like, fail the interview because I know what to do the next time and I know I won't the next right. time. Right. Yeah. Because it's very clear, and the people that are doing it are trained to do it well in a very short amount of time. Right. Well, and I feel like even when I worked in finance, like I'm no stranger to being evaluated and I don't mind to be evaluated because like you said, I, I welcome constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't want to be evaluated. Mm-hmm. I do because I, I, will, I will use that to get mm-hmm. better. But in finance, I felt like the people who evaluated me really saw my day-to-day work. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, you know, when I was an auditor, I my boss knew exactly what each of my deals looked like Mm -hmm. because he was the final checkoff on them. Mm -hmm. When I was a loan processor, every single deal that I did got checked off by him. If there was something wrong, he'd kick it back, you know, or whatever. But he, whenever we sat down for my 
reviews, like I really felt like he knew what I was doing on a daily basis comprehensively, mm-hmm. not on this Tuesday in February, right before we go on, you know, we have our Valentine's party or, you know, whatever, like education's so different, but even, you know, other professions, like, you know, they sit with their boss each week or every month or, you know, something so much more routine where you really get to know the person, their style and how they do things on a continuous basis instead of one little glimpse every year. Well, and <laughs> depending you know, on where you I are in your I feel like it's very the subjectivity is just not professional in what I've experienced. And I don't know if that's because the same problem that we experience it's like they want us to teach 45 standards in a slot that really yeah. for 20 and I'm sure the thing same thing happens to admin they have all this responsibility that's just not reasonable yeah. you know and they're not prepared for it is honestly. that an American thing you think I, I don't probably. I wonder about that like I think our state's probably worse than most too I wish the whole essentialism would take like I have a widely important goal at school because we're a leader in music school and I put out there like I strive to focus on the essential and do what's essential very well yeah and this will create a work-life balance. Like, I do not get caught up in the chaos. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. I love that word. That's chaos. not... What did I say? Oh, that's crazy and chaos? Mm-hmm. Chaos. I do not get a, held up in the chaos. Um, and that's important to me. Like, I... And, and, and it's this real balance because sometimes if you don't participate in the chaos, then you, you know, you don't... You're not a team player everybody likes to do it the dumb way and I'm like well I'm sorry I can't do that so this year you know when I was interviewing I, I even said that I was like I like to solve problems and do it the best way not the hard way where we're spinning our wheels all the time and they were like on board with that so I'm I'm excited to see how that looks in implementation this year we'll see but yeah I just I don't know why why do you want to work harder and not get better results. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think people want to take the time to think about it. I think it's more work for people sometimes to even go to the problem solving stage and they don't even want to think about it. Like just... And see, I feel like for me, I'm always at the problem solving stage. It's hard for me to come down to the other levels. You know, even in personal I life, think people like it's think hard. it's going to be easier to just do the same. Yeah. Even though it's not necessarily the, the true. logical part is hard for me to get away from. Well, that's what I was going to say. There, I, my therapist was just saying recently, actually, that there's like two decision making parts. He was re- he's talking about reading, thinking fast and slow. He said it's brilliant. Uh, we have like two decision making parts of our brain, and one's kind of emotional and fast, and the other one's logical and slow. But the emotional and fast one, it's easier, mm-hmm. and the logical and slow one takes work, but it's also kind of a lazy one. <laughs> like our brain doesn't want to do it. And I was like, Ooh, Shaylin is definitely What happens not. if your wires are crossed? What if, so you're... if you're tired, though? This lazy <laughs> one's like, nah. And your emotions start to take over because it's like, and I think, you know, in education, everybody's tired. Everybody's overworked. And they don't, because they're not saying no. But I feel like my logical better. is fast and my emotional is slow. <laughs> what happens if your wires are crossed? <laughs> is there a chapter on that? No, I think you're pretty consistently a slow decider. Really? A very logical thinker, yes. A slow decider? I don't think people would say that about me. I feel like I'm always up You're in the logic impulsive, thinker. Though, no. At all. No, no, no. That's I what just I mean. mean like, oh. You think about it first. 
Oh yeah. You don't just make a decision like you never you're never impulsive. I want to know how deep that's the water what I'm saying. is before I jump. I think people don't do that. I think they just are like, oh, let's do it that way. Like right. they don't really. Okay, Whereas you're like, you I'm gonna process. I need to read that. that. I think that would be a good. I heard he said that it's very very good and that a lot of um, people that he knows that are very well educated and intelligent have said like, if you're gonna read a book this year, read Thinking. What is it called? Thinking fast and slow. I'll put the, I'll add it to the show notes now that it came up. Yeah. Who's it by? Beth, I can't remember his name. All right, we'll have to Google it and we'll put it in the notes for you. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, I feel like we covered a lot, but today was a real teachy thing, but you know what? Back to school's tomorrow, so <laughs> that's what we're knee-deep in right now. Yeah, and I think a lot when of I say knee-deep, I say waist-deep. I was going to say eyeballs. Eyeballs. We're our eyeballs in that. But it, it does. Like, I even, you know, compared it to other professions, so it, it's it's relevant. Mm-hmm. And so thanks for listening and continuing to share us with your friends, coworkers, family, whoever you might think um, would dig what we're doing here or relate to us um, and continue sharing us with them. Um, this is how we grow and create better content over time. And we're hoping to grow out of the newbie stage yes. um, soon. And I um, also want to give a huge shout out to our monthly supporter, Adcock. Um, we do appreciate you. We talk about you a lot and we have not remembered to say it. So I did want to throw that out there this month. We really appreciate you. Thank and you. Until, until next, next time, be authentically, authentically you without, without apology. apology.